Thank you, everyone. You are so kind. Thank you for being in the studio again with us today. We uh, appreciate you taking time out of your busy lives to join with us. And all of you that are watching by way of television or the website, thank you for taking time out of your busy life to join our broadcast. We've been talking about over the last three weeks, increase God's way. We have discovered from the Word of God that our covenant with God is actually a covenant of increase. I made these statements, I made a lot of statements, but these two in particular that I want you to remember, that prosperity and increase is your covenant right. Say that with me. Prosperity and increase is my covenant right. And the second statement is, if you are not prospering and you're not increasing, that is a violation of your covenant rights. Now, that's not to condemn you in any way. I'm not uh, wanting to bring any kind of condemnation, make you feel bad or, you know, make you feel like you're some isolated case because you're not prospering. No, there are hundreds and thousands, even millions of people that are not prospering, that are not increasing. And I'm not talking about just worldly people. I'm talking about God's people as well. And I'm thoroughly convinced, if anybody ever asks me, and I get asked many times, why, Brother Jerry, if this is a covenant of increase, why aren't God's people, all of God's people, enjoying it? And I keep going back to Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. My people are destroyed or robbed because of a lack of knowledge. They just don't know it. Now, to me, an even worse scenario is to hear the truth but reject it. You know, to, to hear the truth, but then you just won't receive it because it doesn't line up with your religious tradition. But folks, you're going to have to put religious tradition aside and dare to accept the Word of God. Well, sometimes accepting the truth will cost you friendships. <laughs> sometimes accepting the truth uh, can cost you relationships. It may even get you like Kenneth Hagin used to say, the left foot of fellowship out of your church. You know, In other words, they don't want you anymore. But you got to make a decision. Am I going for the truth that'll set me free? Or am I going to hang on to something that keeps me in bondage? Well, anybody in their right mind is going to let go of what keeps them in bondage and lay hold upon what sets them free. And it's the truth that sets you free. And the truth is, my friends, you have a covenant with Almighty God, and it is a covenant of increase. God wants you to increase in every area of your life. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Let the Word be final authority. Now, we said it's a covenant of increase. Everybody say a covenant of increase. Let's go to Genesis chapter 26. And remember when God made covenant with Abraham and told him he would bless him, then he also said, And this doesn't end with you, Abraham. I'll bless your seed after you in their generation. Well, we know uh, the seed of Abraham uh, was Isaac. And then from there went Jacob, you know, and then right on down to you and me. Because of what Christ did at Calvary, we're now the seed of Abraham. But if this is a covenant of increase, then I want to see it working. You know, I'm not going to tell you this is a covenant of increase without showing you examples from the Word where people who dared to believe it experienced it, praise God. So Genesis chapter 26, beginning in verse 1, And there was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac 
went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar, and the Lord appeared to him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land. Now notice the next statement. I will be with you. I will bless you. Now what is God saying to him? We've learned over the previous lessons. Anytime you see God saying to someone, I will bless you, interpret that, I will empower you to prosper. And notice there's a famine in the land and God is telling Isaac, don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. I will be with you and I'm going to empower you to prosper right in the middle of a famine. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I will give thee, uh, give these countries and I will perform the oath, which I swear unto Abraham, thy father. And then it says in verse six, and Isaac dwelt in Gerar. So he stayed right there where the, where the famine was. He didn't run to Egypt. He didn't go somewhere else. He stayed right there where the famine was. And God said, son, I'm going to show you that when I tell a man, I'll bless him. He will increase in spite of his circumstances. Amen. And then notice it says in verse 12, then Isaac sowed in that land. He sowed in the land, even though it was experiencing famine and received in the same year, a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? In a famine, God's covenant man prospered. God's covenant man increased in spite of it. Now, a famine in Isaac's day would be like bad economy in our day. Because you got to remember, in Isaac's day, you measured your net worth by sheep and cattle and flocks and herds. And if you got a famine, that's going to affect your capital, you know, your net worth. Amen. So let's say there was a recession in the land. There was depression in the land. There was bad economy in the land. And God said, don't run from it. Don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Don't give up and don't run to some other source. I will be your source. I'll be with you. I will empower you to prosper. And God said to Isaac, this is exactly what he would do for him. And here's the evidence that the Bible says he sowed in spite of the famine and he experienced a hundredfold in the same year. The same year is what? The same year of famine was going on. And the Lord blessed him. The Lord had empowered him to prosper. Now, there it shows that it is a covenant of prosperity. But what about a covenant of increase? Okay, look at the next verse, verse 13. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. Grew, wouldn't that indicate increase? What about that phrase, waxed great? We don't use that around here. I dare that anybody that's watching this broadcast uses it in their community. You know, when's the last time somebody came up to you and said, how you doing? And you said, waxing great, thank you. (laughs) We don't use that phrase, but what does it mean? If you look in the Amplified, it defines waxing great as gained more and more. That's increase. That's increase. It all goes on to say in the Amplified, he gained more and more until he became very wealthy and distinguished. And the New International Version says his wealth continued to grow. Come on. 
That's increase. Notice what happens when a man dares to stand on his covenant with God. He will experience prosperity in spite of his circumstances. He will experience increase when nobody else is. And notice the next verse says, he had great possession of flocks and possession of herds, great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. (laughs) Hallelujah. There's his neighbors, the Philistines. They have no crops. But when they look into Isaac's land, you can tell where his border ended. He had crops. They had none. You'd envy him too, wouldn't you? They envied him. Why? He's prospering while they're experiencing a famine. I like to say it this way. When you know you have a covenant with God, it is a covenant of prosperity and a covenant of increase. While everybody else is having their worst of times, you'll be having your best of times. Give the Lord a shout if you believe it. Praise God. Amen. Now, I I discovered another meaning for the word bless that I think you'll enjoy. Another meaning for the word bless. It means to be made permanently happy. To be made permanently happy. I love that. How does that sound to you? Sound like anything that you'd like to, uh, or you might be interested in being permanently happy? Well, according to God's word, that's available to us. But let me tell you this. It's not automatic. Even though God wants you blessed, God wants you highly favored. God wants you permanently happy. It's not automatic. It does. That's not going to just fall on you like ripe apples off of a tree. Uh You have a responsibility. Let me give you, and these are all in my book, Increase God's Way. I want to give you three keys to increasing God's way that I discovered a long, long time ago. Number one, pursue God, not prosperity. Pursue God and not prosperity. See, a lot of times we who preach what has been termed the prosperity message, people think that's all we're after is prosperity. No, I wasn't 45 years ago just looking for prosperity. I was looking for God. I needed God in my life. You know, prosperity without God is not a solution. Amen. I'm, you know that's true because some of the wealthiest people in the world are also some of the most miserable people in the world. There are wealthy people committing suicide. So it's not just prosperity that is the solution to your problems. Prosperity without God is a bigger problem. Amen. So I wasn't looking for prosperity, even though I needed prosperity, but my pursuit began with pursuing God. Consequently, my pursuing God brought prosperity into my life. And here's the reason why. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And if you go back to Matthew 6 and read that entire chapter, you will find out that the things Jesus was referring to were the material necessities of life. Food, clothing, shelter. And notice he says, if you will seek first. Everybody say first. First. You see, what you seek first matters to God. If you will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I love the Amplified simply defines righteousness here is his way of doing right. If you just waved and then pointed to the barn, you know, <laughs> she got to take it away from her the first day, you know. 
Now, was I being hard and mean? No. There were conditions. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, honor your mother and your father and it might be well with thee. Amen. Amen. So here it says, if you obey and serve him, those are the conditions. Then you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. Isaiah 119, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. I'm almost hear somebody thinking out loud. Oh, you're just giving us Old Testament. I'm going to get to the New Testament. <laughs> if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Yeah. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 3. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it that it may be well with thee and that you may multiply greatly. And if you keep reading, he says, if you will listen to what I'm saying and observe to do it, be obedient. He says, you will build goodly houses. You'll, you'll wind up with vineyards you didn't plant. You'll wind up with wells you didn't dig and it's going to be well with you. But notice there was a condition and it required their obedience. Now, in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 22 and verse 25. That's New Testament, by the way. <laughs> Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Amen. Then it goes on to say in verse 25 that the man who is a doer will be blessed in his deed. The man that is a doer, the man that is obedient will be blessed in his deed. The Amplified Bible says he shall be blessed in his life of obedience. Yes, and then finally, number three, my time is almost up. Develop a lifestyle of giving. Amen. Develop a lifestyle of giving. Genesis 12, 2 said we're blessed to be a blessing. The Apostle Paul says in the New Testament, Galatians 6, 10, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them that are of the household of faith. The Amplified Bible says, be mindful to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. Yes, be mindful to be a blessing. You can't be a blessing without developing a lifestyle of giving. That's right. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28 says that men ought to labor working with their hands, the thing which is good, so that they may have to give to him that needeth. God says, that's the reason I gave you a job, so that you will not only be able to sustain yourself, your own family, but so that you will have seed to sow, so that you will be able to have to them that need it. Proverbs 11. I know my time is up, but I'll cut into the last part of it. Proverbs 11, verse 24 and 25. There is that scattereth, and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tends to poverty. What he's saying is people that have a lifestyle of giving and they're always scattering seed, always sowing seed, it will cause them to increase. One translation says it is possible to give everything you've got away and yet yes, receive more. That's right. And then it goes on to say, but if you're holding back when you should be sowing, that can lead to poverty. Then the next verse says, the liberal soul shall be made fat and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. Amen. So three powerful keys for experiencing increase God's way. Number one, pursue God, not prosperity. Number two, a life of obedience. Yes. Number three, 
develop a lifestyle of giving. Be a giver. The essence of living is giving. Praise God. Amen. And here's the bottom line. You cannot, you will not, it is impossible to outgive God. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a shout if you receive that. Hey, I'll be right back in just a few moments with some special announcements. Did you know that there is no way that you can walk with God, keep His covenant, and not experience financial increase? It's impossible. In this powerful book, Increase God's Way, Jerry Savelle teaches that God wants you to increase. He will show you from the Bible that increase is on the mind of God and will uncover the deceptions that say poverty is a sign of holiness. In God Our Source, a CD series by Jerry Savelle, we discover how to experience God's power to provide, the decisions to make when tests and trials come, the power of expectancy, and more. God is your source, your provider, and has more than enough for you. Don't wait. Call today or visit jerrysavelle.org to request this powerful duo. Increase God's way and God our source. Now is the time to look at God as your source of peace, hope, and prosperity. Well, I hope you're just as charged up over the Word of God as I am today. I'm telling you, I came in the studio happy, but I am happier. I'm glad I came to hear what I had to say. Praise God. And I appreciate you coming to hear what I had to say. And viewing audience, thank you so much for, for hanging in there, not turning the channel, not watching something that, you know, is depressing, but you stood in there, you, you hung in there with us, and you heard the truth, and I believe the truth is going to set you free. Praise God. Once again, I can't cover all this material. I just told this, the audience that I still have a lot of notes here on this subject that I was not able to get to, but most of them are in this book, Increase God's Way, and the ones that are not in this book are in these four CDs, God, Our Source. I want to encourage you to get this material. Order it right now. Sit down and take uh, notice of the address on the screen or our website and order it right now. Don't wait a couple of weeks down the road. You'll forget about it. You need it right now, particularly if you're going through some financial struggles. I'm telling you, the truth will set you free. Amen. Increase God's Way is the name of the book. And the CDs, once again, God, our source. I'm telling you, these are exciting revelations that are life-changing. I want to uh, encourage you to send us your prayer request. Uh, send us your testimonies, too. We pray for a lot of people. People write in, call in to this ministry for prayer. And many of them respond with their testimonies. But I'd like to see more testimonies of how this broadcast is blessing you and helping you and, and, and you're seeing results in your life. So take the time to do that. Once again, I want to let our partners know how much we appreciate them. Thank you for your faithful giving. Thank you for believing in us. And if any of you are interested in becoming a partner, if this ministry has blessed you, helped you in your spiritual growth, then it is the scriptural thing to do to partner with those ministries that help you in your spiritual growth. The Apostle Paul uh, said in Galatians chapter 6 that we are to communicate with those who teach us. And if you look in other translations, that word communicate is translated partner. You are to partner with those that help you in your, your, your walk with the Lord and teach you how to go to the next level. Well, I know we've done that with a number of you, so 
prayerfully consider becoming our partner. Thanks again for watching. Thanks, audience, for being here. And I want to close the broadcast with this truth. Your faith will overcome the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.